want to give a shout out to the Mercy Home in Gadug, India, that is run by Awana missionaries. They take in orphans like Natishi. They provide their physical needs and focus on their spiritual needs so that they can know God, love God, and serve God. As they do, they've learned that Natishi loves to sing, dance, and memorize scripture. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Awana Clubs podcast. My name's Hunter Williams. I serve as a missionary for Tennessee, and I'll be serving as your host for today's episode. And this episode was so, so special to me. I had the chance to interview Ray Williams. He's a pastor, a chaplain, and he's my dad. And we took this opportunity to go down memory lane to see the impact that loving, caring adults had, not only in my life, but in the life of my dad as well. And I can tell you this conversation was so encouraging to me and I pray it will be an encouragement to you. So I'm gonna let you listen in on this conversation when we return. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back. Child discipleship is needed now like never before. We may look at the news and be tempted to despair. Fatigue and worry may feel like a constant weight around our hearts, especially as we consider all our children and grandchildren may face. Even in the U.S., we are experiencing unprecedented waves of aggressive secularism, causing us to ask new questions about how to disciple our children in the digital age. But we can be certain that Jesus is king and the truth of the Bible is still as reliable as ever and that child discipleship gives us great hope. Friends, while we might face unprecedented cultural challenges worldwide and kids are facing a faith crisis of unparalleled impact, from our vantage point, we see God at work. Like never before, we see and believe God is moving and inviting us to bring the gospel and discipleship to children around the globe in new and exciting ways. We want to invite you to prayerfully explore an investment in child discipleship through once-in-a-lifetime opportunities with Awana. Now is the time for us to increase our gospel impact together like never before. Donate today at awana.org slash like never before. Welcome again to the Awana Clubs podcast, and I am so excited. We have a special episode today. Today we have on a great guest. Now, I might be a little biased because this guest is my dad, but we have Ray Williams joining me today. He's a pastor, a chaplain, and as I said, he is my dad. So, uh, dad, welcome to the show. And it's great to be here with you. Yeah, and I've been looking forward to this. Uh, I'm kind of seeing this episode as somewhat of a follow-up to our testimony video. For those of you who don't know, about a year and a half ago, uh, Juana made a testimony video sharing our story of how God used Awana to really make an impact in our lives. And so what's cool about this conversation is we get to fill in some gaps and tell more behind the scenes of that story. And um, yeah, I mean, the way God worked in our family's life is amazing. My dad was a country singer who wasn't living for the Lord. And then God radically saved his life, brought him to church and, uh, the rest is history. But uh, where I want to start our conversation is 
you know, right before we started going to church, God was already using adults to plant seeds in our family's life. Because that's the theme I kind of want to hit on a lot in this conversation is the power of loving, caring adults. And what I want our listeners to understand is that uh, loving, caring adults don't only impact the life of children, they impact the life of their parents and the adults around them. So where I want to start is uh, I want you to share a little bit about our persistent neighbors who were constantly uh, inviting us to church and how that had an impact on us. Yeah, we was living next door. We had rented from this couple and um, I'd known them for quite a while, but every Saturday in the afternoon, she'd say, you need to go to church. You want to go to church with me and my husband? And that was Barbara and Ken Quicks. And she'd ask me every Saturday and I'd always tell her, I said, no, I can't come to church being in a bar one night and then going to church the next. I said, I just don't, I don't think that's the right thing to do, but she never stopped asking. And then eventually my wife started going without me and they began to pray for me. Uh, and then before I knew it, a lot of things happened during that time that God began to uh, rescue me from the lifestyle I was living. Had no idea that I would be where I'm at today. You see the, this kindness and persistence from them. And I think that's really helpful for us to hear because a lot of times, you know, we can get discouraged, you know, maybe a leader invites a child to come to the to club or a child invites another child to come to club. And when they say no, it can be discouraging. But what I want our listeners to hear from that story is that, um, you know, don't, don't get discouraged. You may have to ask two, 13, 400 times before someone says yes, but that kindness and persistence can go a long way in showing people the importance of what you're inviting them into. And so uh, we'll fast forward a little bit. So yeah, we started going to church as a family. And I want you to share a little bit about people who invested in you when we first started going to church and the, the impact that that had in your life. Well, the great thing about when I finally surrendered and went back to church, um, I was one of those men trying to figure out what does God want me to do? Um, I, I know he saved me for a purpose and there's things I need to be doing. So whatever the church was involved in, I'd jump in. And um, after about six months, one of the deacons came to me and said, man, we'd like for you to be an Awana missionary. I'm not a Awana missionary, but, but uh, an Awana Commander, yeah. They wanted me to be a Wana commander. So when they asked me that, I said, what is an Awana commander? What do they do? I don't even know what that is. So happened a month or so after that was going to be the Awana conference. So I went to that. Um, I remember praying to the Lord. I said, I'm not sure what this is, but if this is what you want me to do, I'll do it. So I went and it was 500 people at this conference. They all had these uniforms on and uh, they all were just excited about children. And so I'm sitting there and I'm going through the classes. And at the end, they played this video. And man, by the time the video was over, I was broken. So I went back and told them, I said, man, I'm all in. I'm ready to do this. And um, we started uh, Awana at the church. I remember the first year we had about 30. And uh, by the second and third year, we were up to 100. So God was beginning the steps of where he was going to carry me. I love that because, you know, you have this leader in the church who sees uh, this new believer coming in and recognizes their gifting, their potential, and he stepped into that. And I think that's huge for anyone listening here. You know, you might have 
new people coming to your church. You might have people, uh, you might have needs in your ministry and being those people to look out and connect gifting or potential and uh, bringing them in to the ministry. And, you know, you see there the power of a loving, caring adult in your life, pouring into you, seeing the the giftedness that God had given you and wanting to plug that in to the church. And, um, you know, so you, you, you and mom have served in Awana for a long time. And I'll say this about me, you know, we're talking about loving, caring adults. I think back on, uh, you guys serving in the Awana club and me being a kid and the volumes that spoke to me. And it did in a lot of ways, just your consistency showed me that it mattered it showed me this was more than just an event we went to, but that it really had importance and weight to it. And so that's one reason I really wanted to bring you on because when I think of, you know, the impact of loving, caring adults, I think of the impact you and mom had of just making that ministry a priority in our lives because it, it showed me just, uh, just the importance of it. But not only that, too, you know, seeing how you guys led the ministry, it also led to other leaders who had an impact on me. You know, I think of uh, people like uh, Angela Reeves. She was one of my teachers when I was in elementary school and going through TNT, and she had a huge impact on me. I think of, uh, you know, Larry Hedrick, who was kind of like a mentor to me through middle school and high school. And those were all people that you worked with and trained in the Awana ministry. So there's kind of this ripple effect with loving, caring adults that it can spread. And uh, you just never know the impact you can have. And so uh, another, another thing I wanted to ask you is I know that an Awana missionary had a huge influence in our family. So I'd love for you to share a little bit about Frank Hobart and uh, what he meant to you as you were serving in the Awana Club's ministry. Well, Frank was a big mentor to me. I remember uh, going after I accepted to, to be the commander, uh, we began to go to all the functions that Awana would have, and he kept noticing us showing up. And he saw the heart and the love that me and your mom had for that. And so he said, man, I'd love for you to be on my ministry team. And I didn't really know what that entailed. So we, we started going to his meetings. And as time went on, uh, he began to see things in leadership in me uh, that he offered me to go and get some training. I would help him do trainings. I would go train other churches. And, you know, when, when I look back at all that's happened, you know, that many years ago when I chose to be an Awana commander, never dreamed that that choice but years down the road caused my son to be an Awana missionary. So, but man, getting back to Frank, uh, all the years that I served with him, he was so full of integrity. Uh, I knew this man loved the Lord. There's something special about him. And I just wanted to help him any way I could in the ministry of Awana. And uh, he sent us to so many different trainings. Something new would come out. He said, man, I want you guys to be trained in this because I'm going to use you to help me. And, and we enjoyed doing all that, learned a lot, and went to headquarters many times, got to, you know, knowing people there, and they saw our heart uh, for doing the ministry. So, yeah, it was a, he was a major impact in my life and uh, probably one that helped, um, you know, nurture me and get me ready or even bigger ministries, I never dreamed that once I became an Awana, uh, an Awana commander that eventually uh, 
God had called me to get into Sunday school. Uh, and that was the same deacon that said, you know, we watched you do Awana for a while. We'd love to see you be a Sunday school teacher for young adults. And I began to do that. And then the class that wasn't even developed now is going. And now we were having 30 people on Thursday night. Uh, and I started another Bible study from that Sunday school class. And I believe the Lord told me then that I've got a call for you, but he took me in steps and he put people in my life that really helped me and discipled me along the way. Before I knew it, I was pastoring the church. So uh, I guess the key to it all is stay faithful to God. Even if you think what you're doing is not a big deal, stay faithful to him. He's going to keep moving you even to bigger things. Even as I think through your story, I can definitely see how your years in Awana um, the trainings you went through, God used that as foundational to prepare you later on for when you became a pastor. Because you had guys like Frank who saw your potential, that deacon who saw your giftedness, and they just poured into you, and that continued to shape you to be where you're at today. And uh, I can see the same thing for me. You know, the uh, the upbringing I had in Awana clubs gave me that foundation, that love for God's word and teaching that ultimately led to the things I'm doing now, because before I was an Awana missionary, I was a pastor, youth pastor. And, um, you know, we're talking about Frank. Frank's the reason I, I, I work for Awana. He's the one that gave me the call and said, I think you'd be great at this. And so it's people like that. And again, it, it takes loving, caring adults who, do, who don't just see kids, but really know them. You can't know a child's giftedness or potential unless you've really gotten on their level and got to know uh, their ins and outs, what makes them tick. And so we've, that's why I really wanted to make that the theme of this episode, because it has so much potential uh, to change lives, just in that simple act of being a loving, caring adult. And so uh, one thing I'd like to end on here uh, as we're landing the plane is, so you served in Awana clubs for many, many years. Mom is still heavily involved in it. Now, I want you to think back. There's been a lot of kids you've invested in. And I'm wondering, are there kids that you still stayed in contact with and uh, still seeing the change uh, from all those years of pouring into them? Well, you know, when I think back of all the years of being in Awana, you know, I watched you grow up in it. There were some other uh, young students that grew up in it who are now pastors as well. And you know, one thing that's always been amazing to me is uh, some of the students had growing up in Awana, you know, they grew up and I'm married married some of the, the folks that were in our, our group. And uh, and then they started having children. And it was a couple of years ago, I looked up and some of those we had as kids, grown up, married, now having kids, were in our Awana club. So it was like, wow, we, we had your mom and dad, and now we got you. And uh, so it's just pretty amazing to see it come full circle and seeing what God can do uh, with the ministry. To me, uh, reason I was so heavily involved over all the years on ministry was the effects that it had on children to see the impact that God has made using this ministry. That's so cool that you talk about, you know, kids who went through or now married, have kids and their kids are in Awana. And I think that can be an encouragement for people listening because oftentimes when you work with kids, you don't get to see the immediate fruit. Uh, you don't know if what you're doing is making an impact. So it's helpful to hear stories like that. Um, or even maybe you had kids who grew up and they left the church, but now they're coming back. And so you, ju you just never know that that seed that you planted 
how God's going to grow it over time. And so it's helpful to have uh, the long view in mind. Discipleship is a long game. It's not a short game. It's a long game. And uh, I think that's encouraging for folks to hear that you're, you're seeing um, kids years later that are either stepping into ministry or they're, they're still faithful to church or they're coming back to church because of that word that was implanted in them when they were kids in Awana long ago. And I can even say, you know, I think of the, the scripture I memorize, the lessons I learn, and it's amazing how I'll be in a conversation with someone and a scripture will come to mind. And I'll think, where did that come from? And it all started from those verses I memorized when I was 10 years old. And so, um, so yeah, I, again, I, I think this is such a, a needed conversation. And I'm so thankful you came on to share a little more of our story. And um, I, I hadn't planned on doing this, but I'd love to end this way. Uh, would you be willing to pray us out? I'd love for you to pray for the listeners because many listeners to this podcast are leaders and volunteers who week in and week out give their time and energy and investing in kids' lives. So I would love for you to pray a blessing over them that they would continue to be those loving, caring adults who don't grow weary and doing good. I would be glad to. You know, something that came to mind, I thought this would be the icing on the cake for someone who I think, well, I invite people, but they never come. You know, Miss Barbara kept inviting me and my wife. And, you know, uh, I'll never forget that when I started going years down the road, I remember calling her. And saying, could you come to church this Sunday? I'm going to be preaching my first sermon. And she came and sat in the audience and just cried because there was a woman who invited me for years and never gave up on me. It has to really be an amazing thing for her to see, to think, you know, all those times that I thought I wasn't getting anywhere and that he wasn't listening. And now there he is preaching the gospel. So what a blessing. Mm -hmm. Amen. Well, let me pray for everybody. I'm so thankful you tuned in. Um, you know, doing the Lord's work is something that um, we should be honored to do. It shouldn't be something, oh, well, I've got to do this. I know Hunter loves what he does. I love what I do, and it's been a blessing. So I want to pray for those who are maybe in the battle. You know, sometimes we hear that things are tough, but you know what? This is God's ministry. We keep serving. He said that the harvest would come. Father, we thank you for this day and the time that we've had together, Lord. I thank you for my son and what you've done with him, Lord, and I'm praying for all those Awana uh, workers out there today that's in the ministry, Lord. What they're doing counts. They may not realize it at first. They may even think they're not listening. But, Lord, from experience, I know these kids do listen. As they get older, we look back and say, man, they, they really did soak that in. And so, Lord, as long as we keep going after it, their lives will never be the same. We want to thank you for the opportunity you've given us. None of us deserve to do anything. We love you and we honor you. We pray for this ministry that one will keep growing, keep reaching more kids for the glory of God. Amen. Thank you so much. And again, thank everyone for listening. Uh, if you have any questions about anything that was shared in this episode, uh, you can connect with our partner care team. Uh, you can also reach out to me at hunterw.awana.org. And if you want to look more into our story or uh, the ministry that my dad's a part of, uh, you can see what his church is up to at oneaccordcommunitychurch.org. Is that correct? That's correct. That's it. Yep. So uh, again, just thankful again that all of you are listening. And I, I pray that it was so encouraging to hear the impact that just one loving, caring adult can have in the life of children. God bless. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. 
Thanks for listening to the Awana Clubs podcast. The Awana Clubs podcast is a product of Awana Audio. All rights reserved. Your support and donations to the Awana ministry make it possible for us to partner with 62,000 churches in over 130 countries. Check out the show notes wherever you're listening for more information about what was discussed in this episode, as well as more details about today's host and their ministry. If you like this episode, you'll also like the Child Discipleship Podcast, where new episodes drop every Thursday. Our theme song is Jackpot by Made to Be from their album, You Know a Better Way. You also heard their song Throne from their album, Save Me From Myself. This podcast is executive produced by Tim Sandoval, mixed and edited by Marlon Washington, and content support is provided by me, Ross Cochran. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next week.